0: Hello, everyone. I'm Brian Zimmerman, AVP, Client Content and Strategy at Becker's Healthcare. Thank you for tuning into the Becker's Healthcare podcast. Today's conversation, I'm joined by Jonathan Kaufman, Chief Marketing Officer at Sage Dental. Jonathan, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So, and to get us started here, can you just introduce yourself? Uh, share share a, a bit about your your what you're doing as chief marketing officer at Sage Dental, and, and a bit about Sage Dental as well, so listeners can really appreciate your perspective here.
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, my name's John Kaufman. I'm the chief marketing officer of Sage. I've been here for about five years. Been in the dental space for about ten. Served as chief marketing officer at another DSO um, in Texas before that. I mean, my. My focus at Sage is both marketing strategy, but also technology, Um, technology application, which is, you know, kind of apropos to the the topic that we're discussing. Um, Sage Dental is uh, just under 120 dental practices. We've grown in the last three years from 60. So we've actually doubled in size in uh, three years, just uh, as we got out of COVID. You know, we are a consistently branded DSO organization so all of our practices are sage dental um, there are a few that are not and that's simply because we've just completed uh, an acquisition and they're they're not quite rebranded yet um, but we we don't just kind of brand everything the same um, everything is on a consistent platform gives us consistency in technology and messaging um, in uh, patient experience whatever it might be and you know we like to think of ourselves as very tech forward in terms of the, uh, the patient experience. And we've got a, a great uh, set of providers that offer you know, general hygiene, specialty, endo, ortho, oral surgery, uh, perio, pedo, you name it. Um, so just I, I like to think of ourselves as a tech forward, very well-rounded, all dentistry in one place uh, organization.
0: Perfect. It's a great background for folks to help understand, especially around this technology components, which we are going to dig into quite a bit today. And, and specifically, want to begin here by really focusing on artificial intelligence. So of course, um, if you're having a conversation about technology and healthcare today, artificial t- intelligence is is definitely coming up. And uh, curious to how how you would describe how you're seeing AI, this AI trend, sort of play out in the dental space specifically.
1: Yeah, I mean the AI question it's such a a loaded descriptor because so much is just not ai right so much is augmented reality and i don't think it's just in the dental space that you see that topic coming up and and not just in healthcare. i mean i don't think you can have a conversation with anyone these days without talking about chat gpt or using the the term that is ai fair, but it's certainly fair. yes um but how is it playing out in the dental space i mean it's playing out fragmented is how it's playing out. So I think the most developed type of AI that is being utilized most broadly right now is likely you know diagnostics from radiographs, right? So not a new technology, but a new technology as it applies to dentistry, right? The ability to scan a a huge volume of patient X-rays and provide insights to you know, what type of issues that that patient uh, has with their teeth. It's interesting because the technology is, that is evolving so rapidly, right? I mean, if you think about, you know, Google has been using this kind of um, image automation and, and image AI for a long time, so of other vendors, but it's really being applied to dentistry. And I think while the technology itself is not new, its application to dentistry is new and it's the most broadly adopted. And now it's, you know, it's being iterated, right? So how can we bring those tentacles of, of radiograph um, diagnostics into um, insurance, you know, automating insurance claims or communicating to patients. So I think, you know, that's, that's the biggest trend I've seen. I think we've seen, you know, companies like Pearl, NVIDIA, and, and others that are kind of, Trailblazing that path. Um, you know, earlier on was kind of the dental monitoring. I think they go by dental mind now, um, where it was a lot of increased convenience for patients by looking at uh, patient images from home for ortho cases using dental monitoring or visualizing your smile. But I'm seeing a lot more also pop up around. A lot of different uh, vendors and how they or uh, you know it it may not be a marketing vendor. It may be a um, a clinical vendor that is starting to adapt that to, okay, how can we better communicate to the patient? How can we turn some of the components of this radiographic identification or treatment design into kind of marketing tools and conversion tools and other things? So I think that's probably the biggest kind of broadly, um, adopted trend right now. I think we'll see other things, more robotic automation. Um, we just met with a group that's doing um, robotic implant implementation, and it's a bad analogy, but it's it's similar to uh, kind of laparoscopic surgery, except without the surgeon actually, you know doing the the laparoscopic type surgery. it's it's truly robotic. and I think that's a few years away. In terms of um, how AI will define that, but it's definitely there's some other things coming.
0: Yeah, certainly. and and, and you really nailed down on sort of a lot of some of the um, the ways that AI can change some of the clin- clinical elements of dentistry. Um, and it was certainly alluded to also the way some of that is then going to um, trickle into or affect and be used in in marketing so i i guess i want to ask you what other opportunities or challenges are coming up around ai in 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 the dental industry um and thinking here specifically about sort of that marketing component that you you sort of alluded to in in your last answer there because of course the there's a lot of talk broadly about how ai is going to transform many industries and uh, thinking about the marketing in the broadest sense there's a lot of talk about how ai is going to transform marketing so Curious to hear your take on on the opportunities and challenges in this space, um, in terms of AI marketing in, in the dental industry and anything else you, you want to highlight. Any other challenges or opportunities you want to flag for listeners?
1: Yeah, I mean that, that's a big question, right? So I think the first part of it is challenges. I think I think the biggest challenge for its application in clinical is both the adoption from the providers, right? Getting a provider trained and comfortable with something that they've, they've perhaps never used or had to rely on for many years. Um, and I think the second part of the challenge is the fragmentation I, I kind of talked about earlier, right? Um, it's, it's, there's a lot of fragmented um, tools. And in dentistry, I think many of your listeners will, will agree You know, there's a lot of fragmented tools, not in AI, right? A lot of our practice management systems, a lot of our um, supply systems, whatever it might be, right? Um, There's a lot of fragmentation. Um, You know, I think dentistry represents about three percent of the total healthcare market, so a lot of that investment in systems is done outside of the dental, um, the the dental vertical, if you will. So I think part of the challenge is. is a getting the provider to adopt it, and b, um, once the new system is out, how do you then implement that seamlessly into the variety of fragmented practice management systems um, and other tools that are out there? So I think um, I think that's probably right now the the biggest hurdle. Um, I think the the kind of the tertiary hurdle around that is patients, right? Um, How comfortable are patients with um, these types of technologies, leaning on these types of technologies? We've got several, you know, studies that we've looked at that show that, you know, patients expect it. Then we've got several that show that patients could care less, right? And so I think that there's um, the adoption phase, I think is going to take a little bit more time from the patient side, um, so I think, I think those are the the big, um, the big hurdles from a clinical side. Now to your second question in terms of marketing, um, I, I'm gonna stick to like dental specific marketing because if I go outside of that realm, I'm gonna you know, be vomiting up the chat GPTs and, and all these other kind of tools um, that are out there. I think a good example though, is to use chat GPT. So I think that for those people that have used ChatGPT or other types of tools, they'll note that, you know, if you write uh, some sort of prose or email or whatever, right, and you, you give it a lot of bullet points and directions and you input that into ChatGPT, it's going to output for you, you know, the tone, um, the, the content, the substance, it's just going to clean it up and make it sound better. And, and that's great. If you just say, you know, to ChatGPT without any context, write me an email, you know, as a response to this email I got from this person, you know, it it, it may have all the information, but it doesn't have the context or, um, you know, the tone, and and it can it can seem constructed, right? And I think that applies to where marketing is with AI right now in terms of the dental space, which is that. Um, you, you got to be really careful not to utilize some of these marketing tools as the complete solution set, but like the clinical side as an augment to um, you know the original diagnosis, the original di- uh, marketing plan or marketing message or whatever it is. I think that the the innovations are going to come from I, I think the greatest innovations for the marketing side using AI are going to come, again, focused on dental, are going to come from the use of these tool sets and how these tool sets can um, allow you to better communicate with your patient. So let's just use clinical diagnostics, right? If I've got three years of radiographs from a patient and that patient has consistently um, or we've seen consistent deterioration in you know part of their mouth or or one of their teeth or whatever it might be right and they've they've just you know always kind of taken the the insurance provided cleaning or whatever it might be right I think the the evolution for marketing is going to be to have that so that you can you can utilize that in an automated fashion to communicate to the patient with education to say look you're you're kind of not wanting to do this i'm making this up but thousand dollar crown right which you need if you don't do that right based on the progression of the deterioration you know this is going to be an extraction and implant in two years right and so that's going to be a five thousand dollar expense so you know it's going to be important that you address this and you address this now and i think we're not we're nowhere near being able to do that with with automation, sophistication yet, but I think that that's where things get exciting. I also think that things will get exciting just on the visual side, and, and they're already starting to a bit where you can essentially say to your patient, you know, what smile do you want? What do you want this to look like, right? And they can visualize that, and that allows patients to actually say, oh, this is where I can be, and this is the treatment plan that will essentially get me, um, get me to that place. So um, you know and then there's other stuff in terms of you know patient communication as it relates to phone calls or chat right I mean we've all spent the time uh, you know whether and not to you know say anything bad about AT;T but we've all we've all gone on the Robo call with ATT where you know we're going through the IVR system and listening to their automated voice I think I think there's some exciting things coming in terms of Uh, actually human interaction or human-like interaction with phone calls and um, appointment setting and chat bots and things like that, that just allow you to do so much more um, within a healthcare sphere that's, you know, HIPAA compliant and PCI, all these things that you need with healthcare. And I think those are, those are the exciting things. And of course there's the other ones where, you know, you can Ideate some creative messaging through ChatGPT, but um, th- that's kind of where I think um, there's some excitement and there's some some innovation happening. And that is that is, by the way, a um, a very long answer <laughs> to your question.
0: Well, it, it was a very big question, as as you noted at the top. But I think you you navigated de- deftly. Um, the, I want to focus in more on the, on, the, on the patient again here, as you sort of alluded to. In a lot of ways, this could affect a patient in terms of education and communication. Um, can Can you share anything else about how you anticipate this, the application of AI will will affect the patient? Any other things to share there? And then. Of course, if it affects the patient, it stands to reason. Like your the example you gave about the crown, the crown, it stands to reason that if you're education educating patients more about this sort of thing, it's going to have you know uh, implications for operational and business outcomes as well. So, can can you expand on that a little bit and 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 share any examples or 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 specific ideas um, that that might help illustrate it for for listeners?
1: Yeah, I mean, I can I can go back to the example I gave of where I think marketing communications will go, which is what we're actually seeing in real life application with direct contact with the patient, right? So uh, I have, gosh, probably now a thousand examples, maybe more uh, practices where um, they've had a patient come in, they've been a repeat patient and they've said, you know, I just want my cleaning, right? I want my cleaning, I want my, well, you know, whatever they need. And, you know, or they come in and they say, I just want a filling. Right. I mean, you know, I don't think you walk in and go, I, you know, I would just like surgery on my kidneys. Right. But that, that happens in dentistry. Right. And, you know, by use of the AI, right. By pulling up the um, the annotated radiograph and showing the progression, we've been able to say, Hey, I know that's what you think you want, but here's what you actually need. And here's why. And let me show you exactly what this looks like. And hey, don't take my word for it, even though I hope you take my word for it. I'm a, I'm a licensed clinician doing this a long time. But here is, you know, kind of a third party objective reality of what's going on there and educating them that, hey, you, you actually need this and you need this now. And I, I recognize that that is, you know, it's expensive, but it's something you need to have done. And um, we have seen, over and over and over and over again examples of us utilizing those technologies in our practices and being able to educate parents or educate patients and I don't want to say convert them although that is the business and operational reality right it is converting them into revenue but it is not fabricated or push revenue right it is objective reality of you know this is what you need right it you you don't go in with a you know with a a, a knife wound on your arm and say you know i would just like a band-aid right i mean there, there's an objective reality to that that needs to be fixed and i think that that's been coming to dentistry and and we have seen that over and over and over again that by showing them that kind of third party objectivity it allows them to feel educated build trust and convert um into the treatment that they need and that delivery of of true patient care, right, educated patient care um, does have a business and an operational impact because at the end of the day, it does increase revenue, it does increase productivity, it, it does all these things that you do want out of a business, right, um, but that also are in the best interest of the patient.
0: Yeah, and, and Jonathan, we've we've covered a, a good bit of ground, and you've talked a, a lot about what's exciting, the exciting stuff that, that's happening with, with AI and dentistry and what could What could potentially be around the horizon that could, as you pointed out, benefit patients, benefit dental organizations? Thinking about the next five to 10 years here, is there anything else that excites you that you want to note for for listeners? or Is is there anything you want to revisit, re-emphasize for folks as we come to, to a close here in a bit?
1: I think the biggest thing that I can say is that things are changing so rapidly every day that predicting where we're going to be in five to 10 years is almost impossible. And I'll give you an example. We are working on a project um, with with another uh, group and vendor. And we did a demo of it about six months ago. And it's an AI-based product. And it was incredible. When we saw it, the work we had done that others had done, it was like, wow, this is incredible. And I just had a meeting earlier this week with the same group on the same exact product. And we were kind of laughing because the new the new version is so much better than the one we thought was amazing six months ago. And what was most hilarious about that is that everything we use to create the new version wasn't even invented or available six months ago when we created the old version. And so that gives you a sense of how rapidly things are changing. So I can't predict for you... The next three weeks, let alone the next five to 10 years. I, I really have no idea where, I mean, you can think up a thousand use cases for where I, I could go, but you've got to have somebody that is going to implement it and operationalize it in a way that works with a variety of different fragmented systems and, and practices. And you've got to um, do that in a way where it's not too early for patient adoption right, that the, the patient is ready for that type of stair step. Um, and, you know, I, th- I think this is an incredible time. I think the word AI just generally gets way too overused, right? AI is a really specific thing and everything's kind of been categorized into this AI bucket. And in reality, a lot of it is just a, you know, kind of a language model and some some augmented reality or some robotic process automation. But um, I think true AI and what can be done with that um, in the next five, years, ten years is just I, I couldn't even I couldn't even forecast it for you if I tried.
0: Yeah, no, I mean that's a great point. I, I, I think if I think back to maybe some conversations you might have had about um, AI or or technology, I guess in in any space in that uh, like maybe two weeks prior to the launch of of ChatGPT or like the big embrace, like the, right that those whole conversations are kind of like. Uh, completely changed after that moment. So who knows what could what could happen in the next few weeks? Could something could come out that completely changes the game? I, I think to your point, having some humility when we get into forecasting conversations is necessary. I I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Jonathan, it's been a real treat to, to have you on and talk through this with you today. Um Any closing thoughts? Any final words you want to share with our listeners before we sign off?
1: No, I mean I think. I think the biggest thing is don't be afraid to dip your toe in the water, right? Even if it is start with chat, chat GPT because this is not going away, right? This is not not an eight track tape that's gonna revolutionize the world, right? This is, I mean, this is the iPhone, this is the internet. This is, um, these are these things that you, if you just, if you don't embrace them you will be left behind in the dust by a long shot. Um, I can tell you that our senior leaders are all taking, you know, advanced classes, you know, provided by the Harvards and the Pens and the Stanford's of the world in AI, you know, they offer these kind of three-month classes just so that we're not, you know, we're not going to be the ones developing the AI, right? But we have to know and understand what this is and dip the toe in the water and really be pursuing it because I think if you don't, you're going to be simply left behind.
0: Yeah, you 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 don't want to be caught flat-footed when the next thing really comes out that, that that's changing you want to have some sort of uh, ability around this stuff and knowledge so you can adopt it right
1: yeah this is not a fad yeah right right it's not a fad
0: well Jonathan once again thank you so much for coming on the podcast
1: uh my pleasure thanks so much for having me Brian
0: yeah and also want to to of course thank our podcast sponsor Sage Dental. You can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting our podcast page at beckerspodcasts.com.